listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Thursday show for you. We are going to talk about Instagram numbers for charities, man. Look, we know that it, numbers have changed over the last five years. But the numbers that I'm seeing on charities, men is flat out embarrassing. I can't believe it. I mean, okay, we'll get to it momentarily. We're also going to talk about Matt and Rachel, who gave an interview recently and addressed all of the people that were saying because she didn't take them on a family trip that they were broken up and speculation because they didn't post for a while with each other that they were broken up. We're going to talk about that. I'm finally going to get around to talking about the celeb breakups earlier in the week. We're going to talk about Tori and Jenny on their 90210OMG podcast talking about Shannon Doherty's final show, which they covered on their podcast this week, which was the finale of season four. And also my thoughts on Temptation Island and the Big D. We will get to all that momentarily. This product is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy feel-good superfood product called Cacao Bliss. Look, you love chocolate. We all love chocolate. How would you like to eat chocolate that's healthy and guilt-free? That's what Earth Echo does with their Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than be able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something actually good for your body. Go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. Use the discount code realitysteve for 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. That's shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve. Promo code realitysteve, 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. And remember, you can just go to the show description if you can't remember the URL. Go to the show description wherever you listen to podcasts. Click on Earth Echo Foods, and it'll bring you right to that landing page to purchase your Cacao Bliss. All right, let's get started. One of the biggest complaints of the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise over the years has been, oh my gosh, it's just a bunch of people wanting to be influencers and this and that. And yes, that's what it is. Like if, If that bothers you, then don't watch the show, because most of the people, almost every single person who goes on that show has ulterior motives. Yes, if they fall in love, great, but most of them want to gain a following, which builds their brand, possibly gets them on another show, just gets them in the door to reality TV contestants and this fraternity slash sorority that is Bachelor Nation. And it's just easier to maybe DM slide on somebody who's been on the show before because you both experienced the same thing, something that not a lot of people have. But over the years, we've known that a lot of these people, and it's actually become a subject sometimes. We remember the whole Brendan and Piper thing down in Paradise where they're literally talking about followers. It turns into, I'm just doing this to gain a following. And I've talked about this a couple times. Bachelor Data on Instagram, Susanna has talked about it numerous times. But those days are over. And... I'm not talking about there's been a little slippage. I know we always go back to Hannah Brown season because that season was such an outlier and it was just crazy. By the time she got to hometown dates with Tyler and Jed and Luke and whoever else I'm forgetting on hometown, uh, Luke, yeah, oh, Tyler, Jed, Luke, Oh, and Peter. By the time she got to hometowns, if I'm not mistaken, 
I think all four of them had at least hit six figures, and some of them were over 400,000. It was like crazy. We are one episode away from hometown dates. Do you know who the leader in Instagram followers is for charity season and what their number is? The leader's Joey. He's got 27,000 followers. That is nothing in the influencer world. And when you compare it to some of the big-time numbers we've seen in the past, like I said, let's just say one of the people from Hannah Brown season had 300,000 followers by the time they got to hometown dates, which I think they did. I think Tyler did. We're not talking about, man, these guys are getting 10 times less than what guys on Hannah Brown season did. No, that'd be 100 times less. If Joey has 30 by hometown dates and Tyler Cameron had 300,000 at hometown dates, he's a hundred times behind him. So I think, and look, maybe these contestants are still going on. I think, I think they all are. I don't know if the contestants are really grasping how much this show is slipping in the Instagram world and how little people are following just because you go on the show. Now, On the women's side, it is a little bit different because women who watch this show tend to follow the women on the show because they want to see, you know, hair tutorials, makeup routines, outfits, stuff like that. Following a Joey or a Braden or a Tanner or a John B, like you're basically as a woman, you're probably just following them because you think they're hot. You know, maybe some of them will do some good content here once in a while. Maybe they once this show is over, they can show more of their personality and do videos. I, I haven't seen anything yet that jumps out to me of. Anything that any of these guys have posted that is like, wow, that's some really good content. Maybe they're going to wait till after the season. I don't know. But to have Joey be your leader right now with 27,000, Braden is second, and he's at 11, and he's off the show now. Aaron B., 4,900. Xavier, 5,900. Doughton, 7,000. Yes, this season is shorter, and yes, we're reaching hometowns two episodes earlier than we normally do, but holy shit, these guys haven't even broken five digits? Man, times are changing in Bachelor influencing world, I tell you. So Matt and Rachel did an interview with Us Weekly and talked about the fact that they know that there were split rumors out there uh, about them because Rachel went on a family vacation and Matt wasn't there. And Matt basically said, I do think a lot of pe- a lot of it came from a place of love. Like people were worried because they like us so much as a couple. Sorry, Rachel said this. So in a way, it was a little flattering. But also at the end of the day, we're normal people in a normal relationship. It's kind of crazy sometimes when you see, you know, how invested people are in such a quick way, too. You're like, it's been a week. I haven't posted in like eight days. Relax. Uh, Matt even says, I come home and if Rachel's not with me, my mom's like, what's wrong? Where's Rachel? I'm like, she had to go home and see her family. She has her mom and her sister and her dad and her brother in Atlanta. And when the topic of Matt's mom came up, there was a story a few weeks ago that said that she was possibly going to be a contestant on The Golden Bachelor. Patty. And (laughs) when he was asked about it in this interview... This answer is so bizarre. Matt says, I keep getting that question. Like, if someone knows something, let me know. And Rachel said, we truly, truly, truly don't know. We don't know if she's on it or not. (laughs) 
Yes, you do. <laughs> I, you know how you know how easy it is to find out. Matt, pick up the phone and call your mother. If she just continues to go straight to voicemail and never picks up and never talks to you, which I'm assuming this is somebody you speak to on a fairly frequent basis, that means she's on the show. Like this isn't that hard to figure out. They're acting like, hey, we have no idea. Maybe she is. Maybe she isn't. Please, someone let us know. It's like, come on, we're not dumb. Call your mother. If she picks up, she's not on the show. But, yeah, just given the answers, I he, uh, they said they like Jerry. He's going to be a great bachelor. He seems like an absolute perfect candidate. Oh, by the way, I said Jerry. I meant Gary. Really excited to watch. I'm rooting for love for Patty any day, whether it's on TV or off. And Matt said, just wants his mom to be happy. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. Like I said, it's very simple to know if your mother is on a reality dating show, you know, but I guess they want us to uh, go along with their little charade here and pretend that they have no idea whatsoever. Even if they didn't, they could find out in four seconds. Something I've been wanting to get to for a while since Monday, I believe, or Tuesday, we had a couple celebrity breakups and one of them... (laughs) kind of fed into something I said a month ago about them when I did a story on the Daily Roundup regarding Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez being married for two years. I said, look, I'm pretty well versed in pop culture. I like Ariana Grande's music. How did I not know that, one, she was even married, and two, she's married to a guy named Dalton Gomez? I had no idea. Well, not anymore. Two years, and they're kaput. So, unfortunately, sorry about them. Maybe she can go hit up Pete Davidson again. But, yeah, I can't really, considering a month ago I didn't even know that they were married, can I be really surprised that they're divorced after two years? Probably not. The other big couple that came the same day, I believe, was Joe Mangianello and Sofia Vergara. Look, again, we don't know anything about these people's lives other than what they put out there. Seven years married, and all of a sudden you hear about their divorce. You're like, oh, I didn't, you know, you're, I think most people's first reaction when they hear a celebrity couple is getting divorced, outside of two that have been in the news for whatever, fighting or, you know, issues in their marriage, issues in the relationship, cheating rumors, any of that stuff. I had never heard anything regarding Joe and Sophia. So the first thing that comes to your mind is when you hear Joe Manganiello and Sofia Vergara are getting divorced. Gee, I didn't even know they were having issues. And it's just it's kind of a weird question to ask yourself, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, why would you, Steve? You don't even know them. Um, and I'm strictly going off of I haven't read any headlines about them having issues and I haven't seen their you know, I don't follow either of them on Instagram. So I would really know nothing about them. But that's what I mean. It's these parasocial relationships that we have with people, whether it's in the reality TV world, whether it's in the acting world, whether it's in the sporting world. The bottom line is none of us know anything that's going on with any of these people's relationships. Period. End of story. So unfortunately, Ariana and Dalton, Joe and Sophia, sorry you guys are getting divorced. Good luck in the future. I I don't know how to end that statement. Sorry. (laughs) So in a couple hours, 
podcast number God, I always forget the numbers on these. It's so there's so many. Podcast number three forty eight is gonna be up with Emily Longeretta from Variety. We talk about the writers and SAG after strike and stuff like that. Gives a really good explanation as to kind of what's going on, why it's going on, if it's coming to an end anytime soon. Short answer, doesn't seem like it. But she also covers the fact that some of these, you know, we talked about the 90s con thing. Definitely something I brought up to her because of my whole thing with the 90210 issue. And what's interesting is, and you'll hear her talk about it in the podcast, it's almost like a case-by-case basis because some of these rewatched podcasts, whether it's The O.C. or Back to the Beach with Stephen and Kristen or uh, there's a Vampire Diaries one, One Tree Hill, uh, Boy Meets World, all this stuff. We've also got the 9021 OMG with Tori and Jenny, and they released their podcast this week. So clearly, for whatever reason, they were allowed to. And like I said, I think it's a case-by-case basis. But what they did was cover the season four finale, which was... Shannon Doherty's last episodes on the show and they and they got into it and they talked about it and they said you know they were all young at the time maybe if they sat down and I think their answer was look we needed a break you know Shannon was just up just very um she was difficult to work with but you know nobody you know we were kids and nobody really listened and if we all just would have taken a break because we were just going nonstop, we probably could have worked things out. But we're kids. We didn't. And, you know, we're all fine now. And I just thought that was interesting because here we are now. They're at the end of episode season four. They're at the end of season four now, which means they're going to start season five, which is when Valerie Malone, a.k.a. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, or Tiffany Amber Thiessen, a.k.a. Valerie Malone, joins the cast and joins the show. So um, I cannot wait until that first episode. <clears throat> I'll give it a two. I'll give it two or three episodes because I've still haven't listened to one of them. I've only seen the clips that show up on Instagram, but I'll give it two or three episodes because I really am interested to see how Jenny and Tori speak about Tiffany when they cover her in the podcast. You can't avoid it. She's on the show for five, four and a half seasons, you know, I want to hear what they say, because clearly they are the reason why Tiffany Amethyson is not involved in anything 902 and O related. I didn't realize this until I talked to Emily. Maybe I heard it back when it was happening, but I totally forgot about it. Tiffany Amethyson said she didn't even know they were doing a reboot. That one that was, you know, six episodes back in 2019 or whatever. She didn't even know. No one even told her. So clearly she's being excluded from the group, which... Again, I want to be the mediator. I want to be the one that brings Tiffany Amethyson back into this group. Doesn't mean she has to be BFFs with them and hang out with them and invite them over for barbecues. But I just need this feud to end. And I say that kind of facetiously because I'm not going to be the mediator. I just want to be one because I'm just such a fan of the franchise and I hate hearing this. I hate seeing it. And I just I, I and I wish we had answers. Been we've been over this a hundred times in the daily roundup. I, we just we don't we don't have answers. And I don't know if we're ever going to get them. But season five and their rewatch should be starting up soon, and it will be really interesting to see what Tori and Jenny how they handle everything involved with Valerie 
and her storylines? Are they going to talk about, are they going to be able to separate their personal hatred towards her, which they clearly have one, with Valerie Malone on the show? I cannot wait. I mean, is that starting next week? Because they just did the season four finale. So is season five starting next week? I might have to add a new podcast to my repertoire. It's sports podcasts, it's gambling podcasts, and now 90210MG. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Temptation Island last night. Boy, a doozy to say the least. You started off with the women's bonfire, and you had Caitlin immediately crying. I guess I'd cry too if my fiancé of eight years literally reached into the depths of my ribcage pulled out my heart, showed it to the world, and then stomped on it by saying, she's not the woman I'm supposed to be with, I'm meant to be with, whatever the line was, you know. And when Caitlin said, I just, then why did you ask me back? Why did you propose to me? And Mark gave the exact answer I would have given. You have every right to feel that way. Hall's going to have a lot to answer for. My personal opinion, and obviously I don't know the couple whatsoever, my personal opinion is Hall knew before he went on that show he was ending the engagement, and he just chose to do it in this fashion. It's just my personal opinion. This season might as well just be called Breakup Island because not only did all four men say on the bonfire last week they were done with their women, these women essentially said the same thing. Maricela doesn't care that Chris is getting close to someone else in the house. Vanessa is just livid at Rob for saying what he did. We all know how Caitlin feels. And Paris had her mouth wide open watching Great have sex with Nafisa. Can't wait till she sees Great having sex again with Nafisa in the truck, which was very Titanic-like, wasn't it? Like, that was straight out of Titanic them doing it in the back of the truck. I I have expect great next episode uh, to draw a picture of her like he does his other girls. And Nafisa just wearing a necklace. What did what did uh, what did um Rose say to him? Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Yeah. I want Nafisa to say that to great next episode and then great just start drawing a picture of her. Because that was almost like it was a literal ripoff of Titanic, right? <laughs> it just, I mean, it was brutal. It was a rough episode. I mean, Maricela just seems so checked out on Chris. She's happy for him that he's connecting with somebody else so much so that she starts riding a guy in bed, taking her top off and going into the taking a shower with him. Can't wait till Chris sees that one. Chris is already pissed off that he saw her laying in bed with Christian. Or, uh, um, was it Christian? I think that was his name. Just wait till he sees her, getting in, sees her getting into a shower with him and her straddling him in the bed as she takes her top off. Oh, my God. And next week is video messages? <laughs> or any of these, like, in the past, I think of the eight video messages, the men have to leave, the four men have to leave, or don't have to, but can leave a message for their women. The four women can leave a message for their men. So there's always eight videos every season that can possibly be played. I think maybe one season there were two that chose not to. That's the most. Are we even going to have two that choose to next week? (laughs) 
These people don't even like each other anymore. They hate each other. <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> I can't wait. What if we go 0 for 8? What if nobody leaves a video message? Oh, wait, we did see in the preview somebody's leaving a message. But are we going to even get half? I mean, they are all checked out. And if they do leave a message, I can't imagine it's going to be, hey, baby, miss you so much. I see you're having, you know, I see you're exploring. No, it's going to be if someone leaves a message, it's almost going to be laying into them and giving them a tongue lashing of like, you're an asshole, totally disrespected me, what's going on, all this stuff. Anyway, um, you know, Hall said what he said at the end of last week's episode, and then in this week's episode, he's sitting there and talking to Michaela. We went over the statistics last week. 16 couples have been on this show so far through four seasons. Four couples per season, four seasons. Four times four, 16. I'm good. And two of them, are still together. There is a third that is, I have no idea if they're still together, but I follow both of them on Instagram, and neither one of them have posted with the other one in over a year. So my guess is they're not together, but I could be making assumptions. That's Chelsea and Tom. Those are the only ones that I'm unsure of. Shari and Javen, I believe, are still together, and obviously Kristen and Julian are married. Those two, definitely. Chelsea and Tom are the only question marks I have, and I follow them both. And go back to either of their Instagram feeds. It's been over a year since they posted a picture with each other. So I don't know. But with that said, it just goes to show there isn't a great success percentage on this show. And anybody who came onto the show as a couple and left with a single, none of those people are still together. So the chances are every relationship you see on this show is going to end. At some point. So it's just mind-boggling for me. And trust me, I'm going to have Hall on this podcast when it's over. I want him on the podcast. Whether he chooses to or not, I guess he can say no. But I want the guy. I want to have an honest conversation with him. Because I think it's really, really... I, I, I want to ask him. I don't know if he'd ever admit it. I'm going to tell him what I think. I'm going to tell him, Hall... I think you came on the show knowing you were going to break up with Caitlin and this was just your way to do it. But with that said, if he says, no, I didn't know. I'm just going to kind of ask like, but how do you know Michaela's the one you literally are planning out a future and your kids timeline with her as an engaged man. And you met Kate Michaela at that point, probably two weeks earlier. It's just too much. You know, I can't imagine, I, <laughs> I don't know the results the, of the end of the season. I have no idea, but I can't imagine Hall and Caitlin patch this up. There's no way they've got to be broken up. And I certainly want Caitlin on the podcast as well. So that'll happen. Hall, different story. Maybe he just doesn't want to. And, I, and it's not, look, I don't want to sit. I'm not going to judge him. I just want to ask him and see how honest he'll be. And, you know, maybe there's something that I'm just missing. Because I think a lot of us have that when we watch Hall and Michaela. It's like, yeah, you meet somebody on an island, very pretty, very attractive. You guys are having a great connection. You have great conversation. But you're an engaged man to someone you have an eight-year history with. 
and you're throwing it away for someone you've known for two weeks. To me, that just screams him and Caitlin were never going to last no matter what, and it was already in his head he was going to do this. So we'll see. But, man, brutal, brutal episode last night. And finally, the Big D, one of my favorite episodes last night because as I tweeted out and as I gave you the heads up, it was just such an emotional roller coaster, just going up and down. You know, you see Dean in the beginning of the episode chilling on the couch, talking to Devin. Everything's cool. Devin's wife, ex-wife, Alexis walks in. Devin's like, hey, baby, you know what? Can you make me a sandwich or whatever he said? And then Dean just loses his shit because Devin's treating his ex-wife well. (laughs) He's being nice to her. And Dean just absolutely couldn't take the fact. Oh, man, you're a different person when she walks in here. What? That was so bizarre. Yet in the very next scene... Dean's talking to Amber about their marriage, and he breaks down in tears, admitting a lot of things got to him, and he didn't handle it well. You're just like, okay, maybe Dean does get it. And then later on in the episode, he's at it with Devin again. And then he's back with Amber, being brought to tears, saying they want to work on things. It's just like, it was up and down. And obviously, the biggest one of the night was Takur. Holy fuck. <laughs> Jesus, Takur. Tell me that he wasn't sitting with Joe and said, what about you makes you feel stupid, any stupider than you feel any other day? I I could not believe he said that. Now, not that drinking is an excuse. He was definitely drunk again. But there's a part of me, and I, I was trying to be like, is that what he was actually trying to say, or did it just come out wrong? I don't even know when it comes to decor. And then later on, once again, going off on Dee Dee, making her cry. And then out of nowhere, Casey, who seems to be like the mother of the house, who everyone seems to go to for advice and talk to. And she seems to give people good talk. Remember last week with Blair, Blair told her that's a great question. And she got all excited that she asked a good question. Takur comes up to her and says, Casey, you give literally the worst advice. Get out of here. Like... (laughs) He was just losing it. And Casey said it. She nailed it. She's like, he's fighting with three people tonight. He's fighting with Joe. He's fighting with his ex-wife, Dee Dee. Now he's fighting with me. And you're like, good God, Takur, get off this show. And then what happens? Very next morning, says, I need to talk to Dr. Jada. And he talks about having an abusive childhood and recognizing that his mother and his parents failed him, which in turn made him fail his marriage and fail Dee Dee. And he's recognizing he's got jealousy issues and fear issues. And so now it's like, okay, this is what the show is. He's actually trying to learn and grow from it. Now, if, if that is just rhetoric and we see Takor going back to being an asshole on the show, then I take it back. But as of last night's episode, it certainly looks like Takor is wanting to get better. And everyone there is seemingly in agreement with me. Because while he is up for elimination... I don't know who they eliminated, but I'm guessing it's Blair. While he is up, for, I just I, I really do think that a lot of the people there see that he is getting better because they even said it. Devin said it. You know, it seems easy to eliminate Takur, but I really think he's got some growth going on. Dee said she's seen the growth in Takur. So 
that was the the end of the episode twist that I talked about that we're not going to know till next week which guy got eliminated. But the fact that Dee Dee got eliminated, I would think going forward, you're going to be eliminating couples, right? Because it doesn't make sense to eliminate Dee Dee and Dean or Dee Dee and Takur. Because if you eliminate Dean, Amber's walking off the show. What is she going to do there? She has nothing to do. She's not attracted to anybody else. She wants to work out with work it out with Dean. If you eliminate Takur, Joe probably walks off the show. Maybe. Because, well... We saw in the previews for next week that Joe now has the hots for Ben. But it just seems like I would it would make sense to vote off couples the rest of the way. You know, if you vote off, now the show will make it seem like it's not going to be couples, but once Dee Dee is gone, which we know by watching last night's episode, I got to believe Blair's the next one to go. Because Blair has no connection with anybody else in the house. At least Takur is interested in Joe. At least Dean and Amber are trying to work on their marriage. Dee has gone. Blair's got nobody. He's got to be the one to go. And I would think that would be the same thing going forward every week, but I don't know. Anyway, it was a great episode. So was Temptation Island. Great Tuesday night, or excuse me, Wednesday night, two-hour block. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate and subscribe and review. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily is going to be up an hour from now. And in two hours from now, like I said, episode number 348, Emily Longeretta from Variety. We talk about... The writer strike. We talk about the SAG and AFTRA strike. We talk about 90s con. We get some 90210 in there. Plenty of good stuff in today's podcast number 348 coming up in a couple hours. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.